Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I wonder, I wonder if, things, if are things are really changing, really changing Duncan, Duncan, the way I feel the like they're changing. Like they're changing. I, wonder I wonder if it's just my circle of people. And I wonder if it's just uh, the people that we come in contact with through the podcast and through Twitter, the, all the, the, the positive people. I wonder how much the world shares in the sort of the, the vibe that we that we feel and that we're riding and i always wonder if that is what if putting that out there if if it's possible that we can get our shit together by using the internet by using podcasts by using you know uh different ways to communicate to each other that we can somehow or another all be reached and all get our shit together in this generation more so than anybody's ever done before well, you know, man, I mean, I think that there has to be a, um, you know, everyone has to keep using the technology. It's like, dude, like when I went to fucking Cincinnati, my, this guy, I met this awesome guy named Izzy. He, was, he started his own podcast from listening to your podcast and listening to my podcast. He started his own podcast called Tales from the Hard Side. Uh-oh, here comes trouble. Hey, what's up? This is Tom Segura. You're listening to Izzy Rock. Tales from the Hard Side Podcast. Hey, this is Brendan Walsh, and you're listening to Izzy Rock on Tales from the Hard Side. I'm These are Tales from the Hard Side, painted so vivid. Kicking real life stories, not woven or knitted. Izzy Rock brings that rawness to all who listen. Dropping heavy knowledge, knowledge, and sharing some wisdom. Going down that rough road only makes you tougher. It's a beautiful struggle, sometimes we suffer. Let the people know you aren't in this alone. This talk is deep, it cuts down to the bone. No fakeness here, this as real as it gets. Hazardous on the mic, kick it live and direct. Spread that vibe everywhere, all across the globe. The idea's real simple, there's no secret code. Reach out to the people, spread that positive energy. Cause we're all looking for a little bit of serenity. Whatever little part of this planet you live in, these tales from the hard side are now transmitting. 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 Tales from the hard side. Ah, nice refreshing verners. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's kind of warm, but. <laughs> Alright, guys. What's up? Welcome to episode 231 of Tales from the Hard Side podcast. I'm your host, Izzy Rock. You can go follow me on social media at the Izzy Rock and go check out Gym City Podcast, which is another podcast I host and produced, produce that is based in the Dayton, Ohio area. At the end of this podcast, well, this will be an intro with me and my son. It'll be probably a half an hour, something like that. Um, and then I'll go into uh, a podcast I did with Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Hmm. He's a quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got Buccaneer stuff all over my uh, garage slash studio slash man cave, whatever you want to call it, out here, um, all decorated. Brad Denson is in charge of the Miami Valley Music Fest, which I'm going to be 
going to next week, and I'm so excited. So this is kind of a preview episode for that. So if you're in and around the Dayton, Ohio area, Columbus, Cincinnati, you want to come to a festival and uh, get on a podcast, come hang out at the uh, Miami Valley Music Fest. So that's at the end of this episode. Like I said, this is episode 231. If you want to call the voicemail, that would be amazing. You can call me at 937-265-2024, and I'll play it on the podcast. That would be awesome. So let's get into this podcast. A couple episodes ago, Christian, I think before it really hit the news, yeah, we talked about Pokemon Go. Well, yeah, we did. I, I think we talked about it the first or second day it came out. Yeah. Something like that. Before it really took over. Well, okay, it was already taken over pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um but the mainstream news, you know, the local news stuff, I don't think they were covering it that much. So yeah, you could you could say we were pretty early to it. Yeah, we definitely were. Uh as far as talking about it. But so I wanted to talk about um I wanted to talk about Pokemon Go a little bit and talk about some of the good some of the bad your opinion of it um right give me give me a brief uh <laughs> let's a review of what you think the pros and the cons all right the pros of pokemon go it's really interactive it in it encourages walking and exercising uh you you know people have been wanting this for years now just something like this um and it's really good. It's a really good representation of, you know, potentially what a really good real-life Pokemon game could be. Um, you know, there's... I... Oh, hold okay. on. I'm going to pause it real quick. Sorry. All, All right. right. So, sorry. Yeah. That was uh, your mom, my wife. Uh, so... Um, so I, I like the team aspect of it and maybe people have taken it way too seriously though. Um, also the fact that the game encourages, um, working with people and catching Pokemon, you know, don't really go out on your own or whatever. Um, and it, you know, just really interesting things people have found out like the EV illusions, uh, EV can evolve three ways and, on the first few days it came out, the the confirmed was a specific type of move. A specific type of move it evolved into that certain EV illusion. Uh, then they patched it. N- then, um, before the second patch came out, it was a nickname, a specific nickname because that's what they gave it in the anime. And people found out, oh, it's confirmed that that this. 100% does it. Now that the new update came out, which oh my, it was a stupid update honestly because okay, so the first update was really good because it fixed a lot of server issues. <laughs> then a lot of other glitches came into it. Now the nearby the nearby system where it shows up to 9 Pokemon with a 3 step counter and it keeps going down as you get closer and whatever the, it doesn't go down in steps it gets closer but it doesn't go down so the nearby is messed up and sometimes not even stuff on your nearby pops up so that's messed up now um and yeah they um they decided to fix minor text issues um and they passed out the evolution stuff so you know it's just it's really insane 
how this game is doing. Um, so yeah, I, and I love catching the Pokemon and everything. There's a lot, <laughs> there are cons to it though. Um, one of the con uh, now, okay. So a con that people might think I would say, but I'm not is people getting hurt and everything. People getting hit by cars, that's their own mistake. Well, hold on. I, I want to get into that. I, that that is their... Bef- before we get into the bad, I want I want to kind of go over some of the some of the good. Um for one, Nintendo's stock skyrocketed. Yeah, that's another thing. It's really good marketing and trust me, that I think they made 14 million uh the first day or whatever it came out. Mm-hmm. So that's insane. Um yeah, and it, it's really positive, you know. It's just, it's really good. Well, and for a few days, um, it was uh, it was downloaded more times than Tinder was, which yeah. Tinder is a dating app. Not really. Well, it's a hookup app. Um, yeah. It was also for a period, for one day. Um, Twitter as well. Well, yeah, it surpassed Twitter in downloads. Uh, it was more popular than porn. Um, yeah <laughs> one day yep um which uh alex jones covered he was like <laughs> did he uh pokemon a pokemon oh god he's a dumbass but um on a weird note before we get into the bad uh porn hub pokemon searches spike 136 percent following the release of pokemon yeah it's, Go. i i don't know um Have maybe if it was trolling uh, no dude this is people searching it uh, I, have have you searched Pokemon? No, no. <laughs> Why would I do that? Well, I, I don't know. Jeez, dude. I know people out there. They search like Superman, you know, superhero porn, or oh, God. or like a like Harley Quinn is a, um, a popular. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like that that kind of stuff is is really popular. But with the good, you know, like let's be honest, it's good that people are getting out there and walking, right? People right. who had, I mean, some of these people aren't watching where they're going, and we'll cover. Yeah, some, that's some their of mistakes. That. That's not the game's mistake. It is. It is. Um, and so yesterday we went out to uh, we went out to go get a mattress and a box springs because your brother needed a new mattress. Right. Um, and so on the way back, you told me, "Hey, can we take the back ro- back way?" Well, of Zach, Zach did. Um, but yeah, we we did that. Because we wanted a lot of Pokestops uh, to catch some Pokemon. Oh man, it was it was fun yesterday. Yeah, and so so we were able to go by different churches. Uh, the place where we went was Fairborn, Ohio, and they for some reason Fairborn, Ohio, the part where we were at. It's pretty much the Grand Central Station. <laughs> it's for churches. It's the Mississippi of churches in Ohio. I mean, there there were so many churches. Like there were there were I think three. In a street on one like little block. Yeah, yeah, and I get it. The whole I, I get it. The whole sex of Christianity or whatever. Yeah, but it's just well. Uh, uh, Fairborn is a town where uh, Wright Patterson Air Force Base is. So you have a lot of people that are coming here, staying there. Just uh, they're not from fairborn right right so um i mean i guess i can understand it you know so it was kind of cool to connect with you guys in that way to drive you and you guys were like hey can you go there hey i found like you guys got super excited oh yeah yeah this this game is really it's it's exciting me so much and you and your your brother who's 13 
You actually yeah. were bonding over this game. Well, yeah. It, it, see, the thing is, like, um, before this, we used to play. He, both of us, used to get the different copies of the Pokemon games. I would get Heart Gold. He would get Soul Silver, etc. Now he stopped that when X and Y came out because one, we didn't have a 3DS at the time, and two, that's when he kind of got out of it. Actually, it was Black and White Two when that came out. He he didn't get a uh, White Two. I did. I, I mean, I got Black Two, not White Two. But yeah, it, for a time, it was like it was probably the most we ever bonded over something. Besides now, yeah, I it, mean, was, it was really cool, man. Really cool to watch you guys interact and how excited you were. Um, so that that was really cool. So from from a father perspective, from a dad perspective, from a dad perspective, to see my sons actually getting along and bonding over something, and I could see myself enjoying this game. I just don't have time for it. Yeah, you say that now. I, I don't, man. <laughs> no, I, like I, I, know. I know my addiction for video games, and I know that if I get into something, I'm going to get real deep into it and i just i i would rather invest my time in other stuff right now um yeah. so so let's look at the bad uh we won't stay on this too long yeah but there is some bad stuff i have to say about the game there are there are there and a lot of this is it's not really the game's fault it no it kind of is because the, it is it's the programmer's fault for s- some of the stuff they've done well with this but <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. So, all right. So, let, let's go through some of the news. Uh, USA Today had an article called The Bad and the Ugly of Pokemon Go that came out on July it, 22nd. And let me say this. Any news site that posts anything about Pokemon Go, if it's not Nintendo or anything like that, they barely know what they're talking about. That's uh, a good point. It's a good point. I'd say go on YouTube and watch videos of people actually going out and playing it. Then you can get your own perspective of it. Also download the game. Try it out for 10, 15 minutes. Go around your neighborhood. Catch some Pokemon. See if you like it. Yeah. Um. So, the if, and for one, I want to say, I've been a proponent of this game. I've uh, like had debates with my <laughs> friends on online uh, because for some reason people felt like they wanted to be better than other people by saying, you know, I'm an adult. I've, I've, I've got, it, yeah, man, I, no. I've got other stuff to do, no. better stuff to do than you. And I, I think that it's such an arrogant thing, especially a lot of these guys play fantasy football. Exactly. Fantasy. Okay. The whole thing is with fantasy football and video, video game nerds, they're the exact same. It's just a bit different. It is. It, it, they're nerds. Listen, we're all nerds in a specific aspect. It's just different things we are. Some people are sneakerheads. Yep. Nerds about shoes. You are a nerd about Tampa Bay stuff. And podcasts. And, and you, uh, just a bunch of stuff. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. But, but yeah. You, you can look around the space where we are now. You can see I was a nerd about a lot of stuff throughout my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so let's get into this. So, so this article, it points out some of the bad quite a bit of the bad stuff and there's 330 million people in the united states i don't know how many uh, i tried to look at the data of how many times it was downloaded it was downloaded a lot yeah and let me say this the reason why the servers messed up so much is because people downloaded the game before it came out in their region people downloaded australian accounts or new zealand accounts in the u.s before it came out and this goes for any country before it come, came out, 
and they played it before release. So when it did officially release, the game couldn't handle the people because it only could handle the people who got it when it downloaded, not when, not before. Because the game, it's not even fully out yet. So it, it's still in beta. I mean, it, it's not even full yet. Um, wow. wow. Yeah, so you can The servers, it's bad, but you can't really blame the game on it. You, It's the people, pretty much. I know that's bad to say, but it, it's true. You know, it, it's just people anticipating it too much, overhyping it pretty much. Yeah. Not overhyping, it's just having so much hype for the game that when it came out, servers could barely handle it. So an 18-year-old gentleman in Guatemala uh, was uh, died after being shot along with his 17-year-old cousin. The two broke, a, broke into a home in Guatemala in an attempt to catch a Pokemon. Okay, and this, so... And this was the first reported fatality uh, related to the game. Okay, now listen, that is their fault. That is no, not the no. game's. No, we're we're it, we're saying that. right. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, but if the game is pointing them towards something, right? But the thing is, it appears before you can go in that house. You don't literally have to go into someone's house. You know, you. I get it. You can stand outside or whatever. You don't have to go inside someone's house. You don't have to break in to catch a Pikachu or a Weedle or something. I don't. I don't know. It's just stupid, and you shouldn't do it. Right, and. uh did you get anything was the question uh, asked one man in reference to Pokemon moments before he was shot at uh, shot in Palm Coast, Florida, while sitting in his car with a friend. The shooter saw the car stopped with its brake lights on outside his house before he went in to get a gun. Yeah, okay. You can, see, the thing is, they that's I think that's illegal. For them to just shoot them. Well, I mean, right now, man, people are paranoid. There, there's a lot of paranoia and fear. Uh, well, yeah. It, and the thing is, I get that. And, and so if, if you have people outside your house at night, and, and like you, we live in the suburbs. Right. But like you, there's a lot of people going out in the middle of the night. Yeah. I, and listen, I, I've seen a bunch of people just go out and play. Yeah. And, and it looks, I'll be honest, it looks suspicious and weird when people are walking around. It does. And in groups at night. Right. Like, it looks odd. Yeah, it, it does look odd. But the thing is, you know, around here, this is just personal, I don't think any of that, uh, any of the shooting or anything like that is going to happen because, you know, it it's not too likely around here i mean you don't really hear union ohio or whatever you don't hear inglewood or whatever in the national news right ever um but okay here's a word of advice do not go out after 10 when it's pitch black unless you have a group of people there's strength in numbers so at least if someone tries to rob you or something you have a bunch of people and they probably won't well that's funny that you mentioned that because 30 pokemon go players witnessed an unknown assailant stab a user in greenville north carolina damn one one other person was injured and the suspect remains at large 
Uh, and I'll go through these quickly. So a teenage girl was stabbed and her friend was hit with a pipe in Redding, California while searching for Pokemon at 2 a.m. Yeah, don't go out at 2 a.m. Even I won't do that. A group of assailants approached the two, asked for the girl's purse, and attacked the girls when, girls when she refused. Um, a man crashed his vehicle into a police car in Baltimore while using the app. No officers were injured. And uh, the f- funny thing about this, it's not funny, but... Uh, there was a group of officers, and one of them had their body cam on, and mm-hmm. you can see this very clearly. Yeah, and dude hits it, and he gets out, and he said, "You know, I shouldn't have been playing this dumbass game, or <laughs> I got into a wreck over this dumbass game, or whatever." But, um, so well, it's kind of his fault. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it is. It's you can't blame the game if you get into a car crash, anything like that. You I, know, I agree. Ignoring warning signs and climbing a fence, two men fell more than 50 feet from a cliff during their Pokemon hunt outside San Diego. A local fire department rescued the players with ropes and harnesses after their tumble. Uh, I have to... How did you fall off a damn cliff? Not paying attention, man. Jeez. I mean, I look up at my phone even when I'm walking on the sidewalk. Yeah. Unless my phone vibrates or I know I'm close to a Pokestop, I'll just walk normally. Right. All right, uh, around 3 a.m. in Dover, Delaware, Saturday, a group of people assaulted and robbed a 20-year-old user. The man believed the assailants who stole cash and a gold chain were playing the game as well. In Missouri, a string of armed robberies is linked to a group of four teenagers. Police said that the teens used the lure feature of the app to attract their victims, and officials connected them to 10 to 11 cases across two counties. Yeah, and... Okay, the lure modules. Now you can put those at Pokestops, and you it attracts Pokemon from stuff like Tauros to uh, Char Charmander. So, of course, uh, there's going to be some people at two in the morning doing that. If you see that, don't go anywhere near that Pokestop. Even if it's on your way home, take a different way, or have a group with you. A registered sex offender guilty of molesting a teen boy was caught playing the game with a 16-year-old boy in Indiana. Police say the man violated his probation by using the app with the teen. A Wisconsin woman stumbled upon a dead body face down (laughs) in a nearby river when she was out catching Pokemon. Uh, and actually, a few bodies have been found because of this. And I don't Which, think that's a bad that's thing. That's not really, that's, that's not thing. necessarily a bad thing. Right. I mean, of course, it's like a holy, holy shit moment from that person. But it's, you know, good those families are getting um, uh, cl- clearage or whatever. I, I forget what it's called. But yeah, the, you know, they're getting news. Hey, they finally found. But I mean, that's. Probably not the best news as well. True. Especially while you're playing a game. It's like, oh. Two Marine veterans found a man wanted for murder in California when they were using the app. The Marine Corps Times reported, as the Marines were out at a Pokestop together, they noticed an apparently drunk man who began following and harassing a mother and her two children. So, good good job for those uh, Marines. They probably wouldn't have been out there if that wouldn't have happened. Um. Here's some places where it's been banned. Uh, Saudi Arabian clerics banned the app in the country under a 16-year-old fatwa that declared the original Pokemon a form of gambling, even though neither Pokemon Go nor the original Pokemon involved the winning or losing of money. And let's be honest, Saudi Arabia is a fucked up country. Oh, yeah, dude. And it, oh, man. I heard someone actually defend it, and then it was just so, oh, it's so stupid. 
Uh, Pokemon Go users in Indonesia must now steer clear of the presidential palace as officials have banned the app's use on the property. This is the office of the president, not a playground. That that's understand. That's understandable. You know, you don't sneak it. Don't go into the White House lawn while playing Pokemon Go. Although there is Pokestops near there, from what I've heard. Right. And uh, yeah, it's funny. Officials at Joint Base Pearl Harbor, Hickam, in Honolulu, Hawaii, told ac- active duty military personnel and civilians to stay off the app on their premises. Use of the app on site could lead to dis- disciplinary actions. Um, let's see. Uh, so stupid dude (laughs) i know i know um let's see yeah that so don't hold on uh in the u.s don't you don't you think that's kind of taking away free speech in a way wow it's some i don't yeah that probably not but i don't know i don't know um so enough about pokemon do you enjoy huh. the game? Uh, yeah uh, i was gonna talk about some of the cons i had which i can go ahead um so yeah, the servers. Um, there are three Pokemon. There are a total of eight Pokemon that have not... Okay, so five Pokemon have not been released yet. That is the three legendary birds, Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, um, Mewtwo, and Ditto. Now, Ditto is a special case. It's a normal Pokemon, but it knows it, it only knows the move Transform, which transforms it into the, the Pokemon it's fighting. And it can't come from an egg, so I can totally understand why they why they couldn't have program, programmed it yet, because it, it's totally understandable. And then there are three Pokemon that are region-locked, so you can't even get them in the U.S. Wow, really? My guess is Kangaskhan, Chansey, and something else. Um, because... Besides eggs, right? Besides eggs, uh, you can't get these, and it sucks ass and I, I hate that they do that that is if you region lock stuff y- y- that's the dumbest decision i've mm. i agree i agree so w- any other cons well okay there's only the first generation of pokemon right now now you might think oh that and that's 150 that's so far 142 that you can currently catch in the US at least now people were thinking hey uh why not the first and second gen of pokemon cuz that would leave 200 something pokemon and yeah i agree why not for one more encounters more reason for people to play it but i could and i don't i you can't really have the excuse oh they couldn't program it in time it was supposed to release later in July, too. Is it killing your data? No. Our it's da- not. Our data? No. <laughs> it kills the battery, though. That's what they need to fix. But data, I haven't even used a gig. And I've been playing it every single day it's been out. Nice. Nice. Um, but, okay. And um, I guess another thing. I'm running out of Pokeballs way too damn quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a complaint. Also, eggs, it's it's really complicated for eggs, but I, I like how you walk a certain kilometer, and people complain, oh, we have to find out kilometers. Just walk. Just walk until you hatch it. Who cares? Because <laughs> it's not precise, obviously. It's not going to be precise. Now, but that's really it. <laughs> now, um, so, because... Uh, that we talked twenty four minutes about Pokemon. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> I so, guess so we we, we won't we won't focus too much on this next 
subject. Um, and oh. then and then I want to tell you a, a couple shows that I've been uh, checking out that I think you guys should check out. But before we move on to that, I want to talk about something that happened in Ohio, in Cleveland, to, RNC. Be, to be exact. Yes, the RNC, the Republican National Convention. And mm-hmm. I don't want to talk too much about politics, but I will. But you are. But but I do want to cover some some of the stuff. Um, this is this is an extremely divisive uh, election. I don't know if it's more divisive than when uh, Obama ran in two thousand and eight. It's way more. M- maybe it is because of the social media aspect. That social media is way bigger now than it was then. Also, the fact that the Republican Party is practically over. You think they're over? Oh yeah, dude. Really? Oh yeah. With marijuana probably about to be legalized nationally because California is most likely going to legalize it recreationally. And once California, it's a domino effect. You you cannot ban it once California has it because California is such a big influence. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, the, one of the things I find I find very interesting is people who were at one time hardcore Democrats. Right, right. Who, for one reason or another, have been on public assistance or mm-hmm. are currently on public assistance. Um, in fact, I have a family member who said, so proud to be a Republican. We want our our county back. She said county, not country. We want our country back um, to be free and safe and our jobs back. Let's go Trump. So Okay. That's a lot of problems. <laughs> Well, the, the problem is that a lot of a lot of people, uh, when they hear uh, we're going to make America great again, uh, and you ask them what does that mean? Yeah, what does it mean to make America great again? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, what does that mean to make America great again? I don't go, probably go back to probably what their perspective is. Go back to the glory days of Reagan and that kind of stuff. Yada yada. But was that the glory days? Hell no. <laughs> no, there were there was a recession, I think, two when Reagan was president. If anything, people should say, oh, we should go back to Yeah. Okay, it's never been perfect, right? Right. And I don't I don't even know who you could consider to be the best president ever. Because honestly, every single one has had, you know, shit policies. Somewhat. In some persp- in some way. It's been shit policy, you know, and I'm not just saying Republican. I'm saying Democrat. Oh, absolutely. I'm even no. saying FDR. I, you know, FDR had some terrible policies. I, I don't want people to think that uh, I'm a Hillary supporter. I'm not. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not a Hillary supporter. If okay, if anything, yeah, I'm. I don't even know yet right. at this point. It's right. like I'm. I guess I consider myself to be independent. I'll just because obviously. You know, Bernie's not running anymore, um, which is kind of sad. But how, how do you feel about Gary Johnson? I, I like him. Um, you know, uh, I would vote Jill Stein over him, um, but he is way better than Hillary and Trump. Way better. I really want them both to be on the debates. And the thing is, Gary Johnson nationally is at ten percent. They need to. Uh, I thought it was thirteen. Well, that's in some. Nationally, oh. is probably. And Joel Stein is nationally about five, I think. 
Um, so they need to get boosted up to 15%. It, I think that's it. I'm not sure. Um, to be put in the debates. And when that happened, because the, the national, the media can, the media that, um, hosts the debate, they can't ignore that. They can't. Well, and a, a lot of the people like my family member who is now a Republican, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that they were ever politically involved. I think now because so many people are becoming aware of politics through social media. A lot of people would just turn off the news back in the day. They didn't really pay attention. It wasn't right. really discussed. Well, also because there isn't, there wasn't a 24-hour news cycle. True, true. And, and so, all that crap. So but. you get a lot of people, like my family member, who uh, has been on welfare, is on, the, is on public assistance, and they don't, I don't think that they recognize that the people that take away public programs, which... I think we should have certain safety nets, but I do believe that um, there is a lot of abuse and a lot of uh, there's a lot of issues, whether it's military budget, whether it's public schools. There's a lot of issues with taking tax dollars and using them to publicly fund something because right. there's a lot of waste that happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but the thing is. The welfare and that kind of stuff, it happens in red states. Well, yeah, and, and it happens... It ha- well, lot, it happens uh, everywhere, but the most it happens is red states. Yeah, and, and um, in fact, I think one of the biggest counties for uh, for welfare is in Kentucky, and it, it's uh, mainly all white people. Yeah. Um, so, but a lot of these uneducated white people mm-hmm. uh, who who I grew up around... Um, right, right. Are closeted racists. Yeah, because they grew up in that time where it was socially acceptable to still be racist. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is what's happening, but for me, when I hear the term make America great again, and I hear people like my family member saying it. Yeah. I feel like that's a dog whistle term that uh, attracts people. People who are, uh, they hear a certain thing like, I want an America when uh, black people didn't have uh, such a powerful voice. Women. And and I was able to be racist (laughs) in public. Yeah. And it it can be, you know, like I just said, same for women. Yeah. It can also be that. Yeah. When I didn't see Mexicans all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, Like it can mean all sorts of things. And I'm not saying... That's what it means. But for for a lot of people that I've talked to, you get a sense that these people are like there's there's a reason why they don't support it. Oh, exactly. Um, so I I think that um and, and right now it's such a divisive time because on one hand you're having a lot of uh um black men being killed, yeah, and, and shot, and then you're having uh, some re- retaliation. By yeah. people shooting and killing police. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a it's a weird time, dude. I mean, it, it is it is a a very weird time. So, uh, the RNC that that happened. <laughs> uh, there there's a lot of moments that happened. I think one oh, yeah. one for me was seeing all these people who are not really celebrities. They're like like Scott Bale. Yeah, from Charles in Charge and Happy Days. Yeah, he was up there speaking. Uh, there was this underwear model, 
It was the guy from Duck Dynasty. Duck oh, Dynasty. dude, that was the dumb. Oh, jeez. And if you listen to a lot of what they were saying, it's a lot of fear, a lot of uh, a lot of things that really spark people's like fear. So, so yeah. pretty much the same thing we've been hearing from conservatives. Long time, long yeah. time. You know, they're going to take your guns away. Yeah, uh, we need to make America safe. Yeah, and. This uh, statistically, this is the safest time to ever be alive. Practically, in the United States, yeah, because of the medical advancements, the technology, but because of so much fear, so much terrorism, all of that. It's it's some people get really terrified. Now, me personally, I try to stay away from the negative activity. Obviously, there's some because I am a sixteen, almost seventeen year old. Uh, teen hormone male. Yeah. So it's um. Yeah, it's interesting. Um. Uh. And this may be a bias. I don't care. Um. Uh, we all we all prejudge and we all look at certain people. Like there's people that look at me with tattoos, bald head, and beard. Right. And they prejudge me. They they they're prejudiced against me. Right. They either think you're a biker or a racist. Right. Um. And and that's that's what prejudice means. It means you, mm-hmm. that you prejudge someone. Exactly. Um, so uh, when I look at Donald Trump's children, I see they could pretty much be the cast of The Purge. Yeah, that's that's what everyone uh, that that's all what a lot of people give that comparison to. Um, I more think of puppet dictators. Yeah, <laughs> they they look like. Your typical villains that you would see in a in a action James Bond. movie in a James, James Bond, yeah, exactly. Bond movie. Donald Trump Jr. Oh my God, that guy looks like he's straight out of the Purge. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? God, yeah. They, they he is just, terrifying. They just look like they got you know they're going on murder binges for to to let off some steam on the weekend. <laughs> they look like the most generic, typical yuppies. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not even. Oh, dude, it's so weird. And then, um, let's talk about the well, vice presidential candidate. Oh, can, can I? Okay, so can I talk about real quick something that happened at the RNC that you might not know about because yeah. it happened last yeah, yeah, night? Yeah, yeah, So this is on TYT, right? And some of you. Oh, uh, with Alex Jones. And- oh, you heard that? <laughs> I, 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 I saw I saw, that. It, I saw it 11 minutes after it happened oh my on, God. On, on Facebook, and I, I watched it. For one, Alex Troll is one. I mean, Alex, Alex Jones is Alex one Troll. of the biggest trolls. He is, but dude, that okay? What okay? What if TYT did that to Alex Jones? Like seriously? That, well, it, it, was, it was so uh, unprofessional and on both like, of them. Like, honestly, I, I <laughs> yeah, but but they <laughs> Jenk is uh he got heated. Oh yeah, same with uh Anna. Anna, oh because, Anna got heated because Alex called her little jihad. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I think anyone would get pissed off, and I wouldn't even call it triggered because anyone would get pissed off saying that. And uh, I think she was right in what she said. You know, I I, I think they both. You know, I, there's no way I could support Alex Jones in anything. You know, the guy is such a hypocrite. He is. Oh, he's. I'd say he's worth close to being worse than um. Who's the, who's the one guy that looks like Dracula? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's the it's the Republican guy, who um, who's like okay. So he got 
he did a terrible speech at the RNC and he got booed. Uh, I don't know who you're talking it's about. It's the Republican guy, you know, um, that was running against Trump, Trump, like the anti-Trump movement. Uh, is it? Um, oh, uh, Ted Cruz. Yeah, Ted yeah, Cruz. Ted Cruz. <laughs> Teddy. Teddy he Cruz. He does kind of look like the vampire from um, uh, the Monsters. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Grandpa from the Monsters. But, but it's just. But Trump picked uh, his running mate, Indiana Governor Mike Pence. Uh, <laughs> See, okay, so, hold on. Uh, yeah, so here, I'll... he. All right, and I want to put this into perspective. He he introduced himself as a Christian, oh, God. a conservative, no. and a Republican. No. Now, a lot of people in this country don't have any issues with that. They're like, yeah, that's no, fine. Yeah, yeah. So let's say but... let's say if Hillary had a vice presidential candidate who was Muslim, or and, and, or if she chose Bernie, and they said, "I'm Muslim first, a liberal, and a Democrat." Like, how many people would be like? Hell no. Well, actually, it would... Okay, so a lot of people are more liberal in the U.S. than you think, but... I don't, no, I don't there know, there man. is because whole, it, well, if okay if you look at now nowadays yes yes with with gay marriage and the marijuana laws so, and all so of that socially I would say yes there is a lot of uh, and also with military stuff you know, but we'll get into that when, when liberalism gets too far left. As we can say, see with uh, SJWs, the social justice. Well, warriors. that's not even really liberal. It's oh, more of that, that comes from the left, man. Well, yeah, I know it comes from the left, but it's just, I just I don't. Okay, so I kind of consider myself as a liberal. I I don't like being put into that with them. Well, yeah. Well, and I'm sure that a lot of conservatives and Republicans don't like getting put in the same camp as some of these ignorant rednecks. Okay, people. yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, okay, so yeah, you you could say. So, I, so Mike Mike Pence is a, a guy who he is not liked at all by a lot of people. Uh, um, he's, I mean, as he, as he said, he's a Christian first, <laughs> and. He's not the type of Christian that, um, like, his, uh, well, here, I'll, I'll go through He's it. close to being as bad as Ted Cruz. So, I don't know. In, in 2002, Pence criticized a speech by then-Secretary of State Colin, pa- Colin Powell, where mm-hmm. Powell stated that it was important for young people to protect themselves from the possibility of acquiring any sexually transmitted diseases through the use of condoms. Oh, yeah. And Pence called Powell's comments a sad day and expressed his support for abstinence education, which we know does not work. No, it doesn't. It, it's never been shown to work. And yeah. And Pence asserted that condoms are a very, very poor protection against sexually transmitted diseases. So does that mean he has the crab? Well, he's, he's misleading a lot of uh, young people and endangering their okay. lives. Global warming or yeah. climate change? That guy's right out the window. Well, hold um, on. I'll, get, I'll get to yeah. that. Let, let's, let's go for social issues right now. Uh, in 2000, Pence stated that Congress should oppose any effort to recognize homosexuals as a discrete and insular minority entitled to the protection of anti-discrimination laws similar to those extended to women and ethnic minorities. He called for an audit to ensure that federal dollars were no longer being given to organizations that celebrate and encourage the types of behavior that facilitate the spread of, H- of the HIV virus, and instead advocated the re- for resources to be directed towards conversion therapy programs. 
Oh my god, dude. I don't know who's worse, Ted Cruz or this guy. Because you know, the one thing he did good was expand Medicare. But you, okay, but no, that's the only decent thing he did. Yep. Well, in 2007, he voted against the Employment Non-Discrimination Act, which would have banned workplace discrimination on the base of sexual basis of sexual orientation. Literally, this guy is like. Your modern day Dixie crap, practically. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so, very much so. Yeah, so he, um, <laughs> so and you know he, uh, let, let, so let's see, hold on. He was the guy who did the thing in Indiana where it was like uh, the game, the he tried to get the gay marriage thing passed, or it, it's like the discrimination thing against them, uh, but it got shot down so fast. <laughs> so here, here, here's what he wrote. Oh no! Theory of evolution. When asked if he believes in evolution, Pence answered, "I believe with all my heart that God created the heavens and the earth, the seas, and that's and all that's in them. How he did that, I'll ask him about about that someday." Um, embryo- embryonic stem cell research. Pence opposed President, Obama, President Obama's executive order eliminating restrictions on embry- embryonic stem cell research, which uh, other countries actually got uh, ahead of the United States. Oh, dude, in, we in, are so far behind in everything. Not for, for some, yeah. Um, for a lot, actually. He says, it's... I believe it's morally wrong to create human life to destroy it for research. I believe it's morally wrong to take the tax dollars of millions of pro-life Americans. He has asserted that scientific breakthroughs have rendered embryonic stem cell research obsolete. So wrong. So wrong. This guy, this guy he is... God, uh, well, hold on. It gets better. Oh, yeah. It gets, oh, it's, it's a lot better. <laughs> Pence does not accept the scientific consensus that human activity is the primary driver of climate change. In t- 2001, Pence wrote in an op-ed that global warming is a myth, saying <laughs> inaccurately that the Earth is actually cooler today than it was about 50 years ago. Uh, last year was the hottest year on on record, and I can uh, say this personally: uh, it's been really damn hot. Yeah, but <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, oh, uh-huh. ha um, ha. In 2006 and 2009, Pence expressed the view that it was unclear whether co- climate change was driven by human activity, and in 2009, he told Chris Matthews that there was a growing skepti- skepticism skepticism in the scientific community about global warming. Uh, in 2009, he led the Republican effort to defeat the American Clean Energy and Security Act, a Democratic-backed bill to cut greenhouse gas emissions God. through cap-and-trade system. Um, and finally, uh, <laughs> tobacco. Okay? Two- yeah, he loves it. In 2001, Pence wrote an op-ed arguing against the tobacco settlement and mm-hmm. tobacco regulation, saying that they would create new government bureaucracies and encroach yeah. on private lives. And he doesn't think they cause cancer. <laughs> he stated that despite the hysteria from the political class and the media, smoking doesn't kill. Yeah, okay, you know why? Because he gets money from them. Yeah. That's the only reason why. Pen- that's that's the okay, that's like saying that's like saying why Hillary um isn't against fracking. Yeah. Because she gets money from the oil industry. Right. Jeez. Two, two out of every three smokers does not die from a smoking-related illness, and nine out of ten smokers do not contract lung cancer, while acknowledging that smoking isn't good for you and people who smoke should quit. <laughs> and in, what two, a, in 2009, what a dude. 
In 2009, he voted against the Family Smoking Prevention and Tobacco Control Act, which allows the FDA to regulate tobacco products. Oh my God. <laughs> so. Oh, and you should know what Donald Trump's vice president. Well, and uh, Donald, Donald Trump. Um, he never. No, no, no. He never wanted to be president. Trust uh, me. Did you hear uh, yeah. what he offered Kasich? Yeah. Why did not. This, see, this is the stupid decision by Kasich. Kasich was practically going to be president if he chose this. Because, one, all foreign and domestic issues. Literally. Uh, I mean, policies. That's being president. That is literally being president right there. <laughs> and if Mike Pence gets anywhere close to that, dude, we're done. We're done. <laughs> so, uh, hold on. Offer. Uh... I, I, it's stupid that Kasich denied that. It, gee, I. Do you think so? Hell yeah, dude. I think getting that much power. Uh, well, I think, uh, I think that's actually a good thing. I think it's actually a good thing he turned it down. Why do you think it's a good thing? Um, because he knows that Trump is a horrible candidate. Well, yeah, and he so he stands by what he believes instead of going instead of doing what Chris Christie did. Yeah, true. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, no, it's just like, but he would give him all foreign and domestic. That means Kasich would make the decisions. He wouldn't, you know, he, Trump wouldn't make the decisions. It's just, okay, Trump is going to be the puppet, the hand. Well, check this out. So, according to uh, an uh, uh, an undisclosed uh, source... Right. Uh, let's see. Um, Donald Trump's eldest son, Donald Trump Jr., reached out to a senior advisor to Governor John Kasich of Ohio, who, if people don't know, Ohio plays a huge role in the election of the, the president. Yeah, because it's a swing state. Yes. And Kasich beat Trump in Ohio. Which doesn't account for anything. It's true. But, uh, but still. So, uh, uh, Case left the presidential race just a few weeks before uh, before this. As a candidate, Kasich declared in March that Trump was not really prepared to be president of the United States. And the following month, he took the highly unusual step of coordinating with his rival senator, Ted Cruz, in an effort to deny Trump the, the nomination. Uh, and Cruz basically uh, didn't, like Cruz stood up to him, didn't, didn't. Um, Cruz didn't deliver. Didn't deliver at the RNC. Yeah. Um, Which is stupid. But according to the Kasich advisor, who spoke under the condition that the, that he not be named, Donald Jr. wanted to make him an offer nonetheless. Did he have any interest in being the most powerful vice president in history? Which I would say Cheney was. Well, yeah, but the thing is, did Cheney get all domestic and foreign policy? Well, that's the next thing. Yeah. Christian. When Kasich's advisors asked how this would be the case, Donald Jr. explained that his father's vice president would be in charge of domestic and foreign policy. Literally, that okay. If Trump okay. becomes president, well, hold on. World War Three, man. Let me, let me finish. I'm telling you. Then, then what? The advisor asked, "Would Trump be in charge of 
Making America great again. Yeah. So nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. So the wall was just a it was just an act. He's so, he would never do that. Trump is Trump is too smart to know that would cost too much. So they're putting kind of a Christian extremist uh in charge of foreign and domestic policy. Well, not kind of. They're putting basically Ted Cruz at this point. Well, I think Pence's uh, Pence might be he worse. He might than be Cruz. worse. I don't know, man. He but he does not I don't think Pence wants the Christian Sharia pretty much. No, no, no. And and let's be honest. Uh, an extremist Christian today is uh, way, way better than, than an extremist uh, Muslim right. uh, or uh, Islamic extremist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe that um, at its core, uh, Islamic fundamentalism is horrible. Yeah. A horrible okay, ideology the- and a horrible <laughs> philosophy. Yeah. Uh, in- anybody that wants to enact Sharia law. I think any any sort of religion that wants to control a group of people is a horrible thing. The, okay, the thing is, how can you be a woman and be Islamic? How can you be gay and be Islamic? Well, well, how, the thing is, because it is so, because you, it's so anti-woman, anti-gay. Well, and that's the sad thing about Hillary. She's taking money from Saudi Arabian, uh, for, from so many places where. Gays and women are treated horribly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's the RNC. The DNC, the Dep- Democratic <laughs> National Convention, is going to be in Philadelphia this upcoming week. Yeah. It's probably going to be a shit show as well. Yeah, I, I don't really think it's going to be much different, um, except for the Alex Jones thing. Yeah. So l- let's not pretend like everything's going to be utopia if uh, if Clinton wins. Oh, no. Or... People say it's the end of the world if Trump wins. I, you know, I, I think it's a lot of uh, uh, hyperbole. Hi, is that the word? Hyperbole. Hyperbole. I think it's a, a lot of hyperbole. Yeah. Um, you might want to look up the definition on that one, Dad. <laughs> I think it's just a lot of, you know, uh, talk. Just talk. I think it's a lot of talk. Hyperbole means exaggerated statements oh, yeah. or claims not meant to be taken literally. So I think it is a lot of hyperbole. Um so anyway, uh, that was fifty minutes, dude. Jesus. <laughs> so, real, real quick. So it'll be a two-hour podcast. Uh, this oh. this next half that you're about to hear, after I tell you about a couple shows to check out, are um, is with uh, like I said at the beginning, it's with Brad Denson of uh, the Miami Valley Music Fest. Um, I'll be talking about that, but I want to tell you a couple shows that I checked out that I think you guys should check out. Uh, one is called Stranger Things on Netflix. And this show is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. It is <laughs> 93%. Uh, and the audience score is 97%. So the um, critics are 93%. Audi- audience is 97%. That's pretty awesome. And uh, this... I'll give a description of it. It says, A love letter to the 80s classics that captivated a generation. Stranger Things is set in 1983, Indiana, where a young boy named Mike Pence vanishes... No. (laughs) (laughs) Where a young boy vanishes into thin air. As friends, family, and local police search for answers, they are drawn into an extraordinary mystery involving top-secret government experiments like MKUltra. Uh, terrifying supernatural Ooh. forces and one very strange little girl named Eleven L. 
Um, it's directed by the Duffer brothers, Ross Duffer and Matt Duffer. And I love this show. Um, yeah, your mom and brother, they've been watching it with me. And, and uh, I actually fell asleep the other night. And they finished it last night. They love it. Uh, so many people are raving about this on um, on Facebook. This is like, I haven't been, seen this much discussion about a show probably since Walking Dead or Breaking Bad. Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. It is so good. And it's only eight episodes. Uh, in fact, I we had joked about calling off work to... Um, you know, to, to do this, um, uh, to, to watch the show. Uh, so there's another show called shameless that I've been checking out and there's an American version and there's a, uh, United States version, um, and the UK version and a UK. Yeah. There's a UK version and a, um, a version from, from the U S I've been watching the version from the U S and it's got, uh, William H Macy in it. Uh, I guess there's seven seasons, uh, but four seasons are on Netflix. Seven seasons. Yeah. Is that Zach? Yeah. What's up, Zach? Hey, I'm I'm gonna go inside real quick. Well, hold on, because I gotta go. Well, I gotta... we're wrapping it up anyway. Oh, okay. All right. Pause it. All right. So we're back. Uh, it was the um meter reader. Or yeah. So anyway. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I please go check out Shameless. Uh, I've I've binge watched two episode two almost two yeah, seasons two so far. Yeah. Nice. Almost two seasons so far. It is so good, um, and I look forward to watching more seasons. I guess it was show on um, Showtime, so go check that out and go check out Stranger Things. Well, uh, what you think? Well, hopefully it's it doesn't end up kind of like Dexter did. Yeah, where it gets worse. Yeah, right. So I got I got a couple podcasts that I'm recording this weekend at Gym City Podcast. Uh I hope that you guys um have a great weekend. Um sadly, I'm watching the news right now and looks like in M- Munich that there's shots fired at a shopping center. Um did you hear about KKK former David Duke? He's going to run for Louisiana Senate. <laughs> Senator <laughs> never win. KKK took my baby away. That's Ramones, guys. All right, so the next episode is me talking to a guy named Brad Denson about Miami Valley Music Fest, which I am off next Thursday and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I got five days off this upcoming week. I'm super excited. I'm going to go watch some music and have fun, and this place is not too far from the house, so... um. Anyway, Christian, any final words? Nope. Thanks for being on, dude. No problem. All right, guys. Peace out. Here is... Oh, by the way, uh, you can go in there. Uh, Thanks for being on, buddy. No problem, man. So so Christian had to pee real bad. So I want to tell you to go check out the Podcast Collective. Podcastcollective.com. Let me pull it up here real quick podcastcollective.com it's a podcast network featuring many different podcasts on this network it's created by my buddy Justin from the Bad Parenting Podcast his show Bad Parenting Podcast is on there as well as the archive of On the Block is on there No Hope for Humanity uh, which hasn't been back since Harry Trucker left for Salt Lake City Um, so No Hope for Humanity the Coffin Joe cast 
Sunshine Happy K Pants Hour, 14 going on four, 40 going on 14. Dating Baggage, which is no longer a podcast. The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy. I Am Salt Lake, which Chris recently did a podcast about his uh, the, going to the podcast movement, which is a podcast convention in, in Chicago. And I guess it's in Anaheim next year. And he got me really excited after listening to, listening to I Am Salt Lake about um, going to that. Mint in Boxcast. Tells from the Hard Side, which is this podcast, the Dog and Deuce Show, and the Rad Dad Radio Hour. So a lot of different podcasts on this network, and I think you should go check them out. All right, podcastcollective.com. Here is the podcast from Gym City Podcast that I recorded in West Milton, Ohio, with my buddy Brad Denson, who is putting on the Miami Valley Music Fest. At the end of this podcast, I feature like eight songs. So if you guys want to check that out, that would be rad. And I tell you who they are and everything. So, all right, guys, here it is. Later. What's up, everybody? I'm up here in West Milton chatting with Brad Denson. What's up, dude? Thanks for coming up, man. Dude, anytime. Um, so we're going to talk about the Miami Valley Music Fest. When this podcast is released, it is uh, July 15th. And so we're a couple weeks away. You get your tickets now. It's the weekend, um, July 29th and 30th. You can actually get there on Thursday night on the 28th and set up. That's what my my family is doing uh, a couple of people from the gym city podcast we're going to be up there three days and last year was the first year i went brad and it's a for me it's a vacation destination my wife and i we've been talking <laughs> about it scott he, he it's one of his favorite events now i think what you what you have going on for miami valley music fest is one of the best things i've ever been to well, I, I really appreciate that. That's a huge compliment. It was, I'm telling you, man, that weekend is imprinted in my brain as you go and you, I don't have to travel 50 miles away to go to somewhere. It's right near my hometown and I can, uh, I can chill. I can enjoy the weekend camp with friends. Everybody from, you know, everybody who's cool from the music community is mm -hmm. there. They're camping out. They're having a good time. They're playing music. Um, it's special. I, I highly recommend anybody come out and uh, get your tickets. It, you can go to MiamiValleyMusicFest.com. It's at the Troy Eagles Campground, 2252 Troy Urbana Road. So go check it out. At the end of this podcast, I will add um, some songs because a lot of the artists that are at Miami Valley Music Fest we've had on the Gym City Podcast. So I'll play a bunch of those those bands but let's talk about the the upcoming festival well it's uh we're not really changing our blueprint that's for sure we kind of have stuck to the same pattern you know throughout our existence which is just uh um you know try to put on a high quality production and uh showcase the what we feel are the, you know the most talented bands in the uh the area and uh most generous bands in the area that's for sure 
And, um, you know, like you said, create a vibe that, that people look forward to year after year without really, you know, bringing in the superstar acts and, and, and bringing in a lot of corporations and making it a big, big, you know, sponsored to do. So it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty organic thing, man. I think you kind of witnessed that. That's for sure. Yeah. The whole thing has to do with everybody there, and it's that's that's what makes it, I guess, special. You know, when it was it was a family friendly event where there's kids running around. There's a there's a kids area. Uh, you know, pe- people of all ages are gathered mm-hmm. together. All walks of life too. All walks so, of life. Yeah, yeah. There's metalheads there. There's a uh, you know, lawyers wearing their weekend tie dye, and there's some straight up hippies. Yeah. So it's not really a, it's not specific towards any one group of people, and you know, and, and that has to do a lot with the music also. Yeah. So. Yeah. And speaking of the music, the the amount of artists that you have, how many how many artists you got this year? Fifty. Fifty artists. Yeah, fifty bands. <laughs> how hard is that to uh, organize? Well, uh, I still don't have my schedule out yet because every time I get a draft together, I get another email saying person can't do it on this day. And I'm really um, trying to accommodate to everybody. So I've been delaying getting the schedule out. But there's going to be a point here probably within the next two evenings where I have to pull the trigger on it because it'll it'll melt my mind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think there's uh, last year, I think we had 200 and uh, maybe 60 musicians or something like that. It's, It's some crazy number. And then you got... You know, these musicians who play in multiple bands. Yeah. So as you're scheduling, you have to look down there and say, oh, but he's playing in that band at that time, and he needs at least a half hour to get his stuff together, get to another place, get set up, and because uh, those aren't always on the same stage. Right. So, yeah, man, that's uh, it's like herding cats, for sure. That's how <laughs> I compare it. It's, you know, musicians, they're... They're a crazy group of people, man. They don't they don't walk the normal path, and it's it's communication is not always the greatest, and um, you know trying to make everybody happy never ever works. But you know they're they're all great, man. They got they they're good people, and that's why we continue to have a lot of them back year after year because they are such good people. They understand what we're trying to do. You know, there's no egos. Everything's kind of checked at the door, yeah. and we all come have a really great time together. So. Yeah, yeah, and that, that is something I sense there is the the lack of ego and. The amount of people that did make it seem like a family get together—it was almost like a family reunion for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, it's like a block party, it basically. Is, yeah. So, yeah, and I think you know that helps with the whole vibe of the place that everybody kind of knows everybody, or they know that that person was with a friend of theirs. So, um, you know, that and the kids, I think, helps people behave in a certain manner. Yeah. You know, it really keeps things in check. Yeah, when you see kids riding around on bicycles or they're they're out playing, it, dancing, it, it, yeah, it does make you feel like okay, respect this place a little bit mm-hmm. more than you would if it was just all adults. Yeah, and you know, it's not to say people aren't having a really good time, but they're just being um, low key. Yeah, low key, more just more respectful about it. You know, after dark, all the kind of rules kind of fly out the window, and um, you know, that's up to the parents to decide. You know, you can always sit in like further in the back and. You know, you don't have to be smashed up in the front and, and and among those. If kids like to come to the front, then I try to seek them out and bring them up into like the, um, you know, where only stage production is, and yeah. let them be in there and they have their own little area and, and they can be right there on the bands. And man, they love that. They love looking up there, and it's to them it could be whoever in the world. Yeah, it's a local band, but it could be whoever because that's a big stage and that's yeah. a big sound system, and there's those guys jamming. So, yeah, it's spe- pretty cool. Speaking of your sound system. I will I will tell you that the sound that I heard there yeah, there's three three stages going you actually have four built the two main stages are kind of flip flop flip flop yeah. 
and then you have uh, two other stages. And at a lot of festivals or a lot of shows, if you have multiple stages, that sound bleeds into another part of the of the area. That di- that didn't happen at Miami Valley Music Fest. Uh, well, the acoustic stage picks up a little bit from the other. Uh the tent stage, okay. but you know we're aware of that, and and we already have solutions in place for that too. And it's and it and it wasn't even bad, no. But we're we still want it to be <laughs> as <laughs> perfect and you know, as good as we can possibly get it. So, so but we uh, always tweak a little bit. I mean, let's step back and kind of um, take in what's going on, how things are working, how things are flowing. That includes the sound systems and and you know how how the bands get on off the stages. There's it's all a it's been a work in progress for years. Yeah. So, you know, once you get that machine oiled, it's, it's, it makes life easy. And then we can actually have a little bit more fun because we know we're on top of our game. Now, so. how, how many people do you have in charge of running sound and making sure all that runs smoothly? I have three. I use three sound companies. Um, M360 Productions, Jason Johnson, um, uh, Vicious Audio, which is Andy Vaughn and Hoovel. And um, last year was David Nathan's on the acoustic stage, good friend of mine from Columbus, and um, got with Andy early. He was he he started doing sound for me in the beginning, and um, did a great job. And that was kind of his like first introduction to a festival kind of thing where we're bouncing bands on and off and on and off, and it's like you know flying bands in and and having an understanding where these dials are at and knowing that when bands do fly in, that first song is literally their sound check. You know that it's not going to be bad, and then it's just by by the end of the first song, usually they they're on top of things. Uh, the second year, we did Andy again, and then Jason from the main stage sound system. He came in and did lights for us, and then we made a big jump that year, and we realized, oh, we need a bigger system. Jason had it, so then Andy does our tent three, and now Jason does our main stages. And Jason had never done festivals either, <laughs> so I taught him how to like, hey. Fly him in. He'd be like, I gotta sound check him, and it came to like you know face to face, nose to nose. I'm like, do it. You know, it's, yeah. that's it's. There's no other way. Yeah. You're not going to. It's not going to work. We're going to be three hours behind the way you're doing it. And it took us a few you know headbutt matches, but um, um, like right now, everybody in Ohio that does festivals is calling Jason Johnson for sound. That's awesome. So he's uh he's got it down, man. I was glad to be a part of the ground floor showing him that world and and he's taken off with it and doing a great job so i highly recommend m360 productions for lighting and sound and or you know um and you know andy vonham who vicious audio i can't recommend them guys more so yeah and i i didn't realize that the festival now i remember back in the day going to Lollapalooza and things like that but i didn't realize that the festival scene uh and a lot of the bands that you have every weekend you could literally take your whole summer and go to some local festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're uh, popping up every year, and I'm not sure if, if that's a good or a bad thing at this right. point. I mean, it's uh, there's such a thing as oversaturation, and um, you know, I try to be respectful to the the festivals around me. I mean, I moved my date twice this year when I probably never should have for other festivals, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we we when we seen that like August is getting so saturated, we kind of wanted to pull away from it anyway. But then now, and there was nothing ever in July. But then this year, now there's like four other festivals in July. They're all trying to pull from the same band pool. They're all trying to use the same sound and light companies, and it becomes a, you know, it's it's I don't know, it becomes a bit of a headache. And and I'm not sure where that's going. And you know, everything kind of rides on a bubble. And uh, you, people can only go to so many shows. Yeah, you know, so it's like I don't know where that that fits with everybody or how that helps everybody. So I, you know, I, I try to be different than all the festivals. I make it family friendly. 
Um, I have a wider variety of acts. A lot of people are really jam oriented. Um, I really try to, you know, bring in everything but heavier metal and, and uh, hardcore hip hop. And no offense to those, as we've talked before, yeah. I'm a huge metal fan, you know, yeah. but that's just not the place, you know. So. No, it's, it, it, you know, there there is a certain vibe, there is a certain, uh, yeah, it, I, and those, they have those festivals. Yes, they do. Yeah, yep. th- there is those festivals. I think that the mixture of music that you have and the vibe that you're going for, yeah, I, you know, I was there and I think, I think you captured, I think there, yep. it is important to have something like that. And it. If you're a fan of metalhead, if or if you're a fan of metal, if you're a fan of uh, really any music, go to Miami Valley Music Fest and get exposed to some of these artists that, you, like a band like uh, Glowstick Willie that I saw last year that I had never heard of them. Yep. And then I didn't realize how big they were, and that band is torn all over the place. Yeah, I uh, I booked them at a place called La Deuce, which is now um, I don't know what they call it now. It's got like five names. I. Uh, Somebody had told me about them from, you know, check these kids out from Mun- Mun- Muncie. So I called them and brought them in, and they did uh, the back room at Ledoux's. And um, I was like, damn, I was, I was pretty blown away with them. They were probably 20 years old at that point. I don't think they are even tw- you know, old enough to drink. And I was having my first winter fest, I believe, the following weekend. Yeah. So I said, you guys want to jump on this music festival that I'm putting on? It's a wintertime festival. I did it out there at the, the grounds, and I used the building, and then I hooked a tent to the building and had, like, an acoustic stage out there. Then the stage and side rock and nice. and um they came out and blew everybody's mind and uh now they're playing all over ohio <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're uh they're they're a band that um i wasn't aware of um uh i over the past year since the festival uh because i was never really into the whole jam band thing mm-hmm. and i know you don't have a whole lot of jam band but it is there is a a, a jam sense from from a lot of the artists and uh, ba- bands like, uh, well, Lost on Eddings, for mm-hmm. one. Um, Sub T, Subterranean. Yep. I saw them at Odd Bodies. And just, to, I, you know, I'll, I'll state that. They're the tight. They, they, I'll, they I'll say they're be, the tightest band in Dayton, Ohio. Dude, they might be. That might have been one of the best live performances I've ever seen mm-hmm. amongst any any artist that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, there's some there's some bad mofos, that's for sure. Yeah. And all of them great guys too, man, great musicians and just great human beings, so. Yeah. yeah. And that that is the cool thing about having a festival like that is a lot of the musicians like like I said, I've had bands like Bo- the Boxcar Suite, Trace Stone and the Ringers, Nasty Bingo, uh, I've had Sub T on the podcast and there is this sense of lack of ego. Everybody's mm-hmm. cool. And I've really been exposed to a lot of different music over over the past few years, but especially since last year. Uh, a band that you're going to have, and that I know uh, that that you're big on and you support quite a bit, is a band called Camp. Yes. Yep. Uh, let's let's talk about Camp a little bit um, because I know that they're they're making waves in the music scene. Yep. Um, talk about Camp. Um, well, when I opened Square Roots, one of the ideas was to create a record label. And uh, a friend of mine, Jesse Henry, um, lead singer of the Spike Drivers, um, great band. He and I had discussed this for a while. Like, let's do a record label. Let's keep it out of Columbus. Let's do something where it's just this wholesome feel. We're thinking like Muscle Shoals, and I'm sure everybody's kind of thinking Muscle Shoals. <laughs> but but we were really thinking like, let's keep this like a real kind of roots thing, and let's find, let's go around and let's look for some talent. Let's find some younger kids. Let's pick three artists and let's start developing them. And let's bring them into the studio once we get them developed. 
and crack a record with them and then see what what kind of avenues we can open up with the connections we have. Yeah. So Camp was our first shot at it. Yeah. So it was the only album recorded at Square Roots Records and uh I, I can tell you I'm batting a thousand. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 pretty good. <laughs> so yeah. And we uh, spent three or four nights up there recording their album and uh, I'm not sure what triggered it, but they caught fire, and uh, I think they have over a half a million plays already on the song Ohio. Wow. Just on Spotify alone. I'm not sure what the iTunes numbers are, but, um, yeah, man, something. The, the kids are so talented, and they have it. When you hear them, when you listen to them, you know yeah. that it's like it is real. Yeah. And so, so let's talk about some of the other artists that people should probably pay attention to if 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 they get their tickets and go, and they're like, hey, who who should I check out? And we could go through all everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to leave anybody out, but let's let some some highlights. Well, we mentioned obviously Sub T, uh, Spike. You know, Spike Drivers is the Miami Valley Music Fest house band. I think I booked them on like year two or something, and uh, I booked them every year since because they seem to know how to uh, get a crowd rowdy as hell and also combine uh, a lot of the feel of all the bands ranging from. Uh, you know, honky tonk to yeah. blues to a little bit of jazzy feel to they kind of have it all wrapped into this this rowdy ass honky tonk band. You yeah. know, it's like very strange thing. And uh, you know, obviously, always recommend them. Uh, excuse me, the Almighty Get Down. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That's if you if funk is your thing, then then funk they will bring. That's for sure. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody looks forward to those guys. Those guys are are taking off pretty good too around the area. You see them on a lot of lineups, and uh, you know, I think they were voted. Best live act in Cincinnati for wow. the Cincinnati uh, uh, awards that they do down there, so yeah. entertainment awards. Uh, let's see if you if you like the old school funk, then the defunct All Stars will be back this year for for the Friday night punk, funk party. Yeah. So they they brought the house down last year and you know they do a lot of covers of the classic funk stuff with all them old school Dayton cats you know, threw down in the seventies. So. And since you are talking about them, that that is an interesting aspect as far as the stages is that. You're not just plugging in, you know, a bass, a guitar, and uh, and the drums no, that, and vocals. That but, band has, I think, eleven or twelve uh, different people or something. I think it was eleven last year, and then some of those have or, or multiple input keyboards. So I think we were busting like thirty channels on them or <laughs> twenty nine channels or something. So yeah, that's that's not an easy thing to do when you have like one hour to put it together yeah. and go. Yeah, you know, sound check everything, fire, you know, wow. showtime. But you know, when you do it enough, yeah. you don't sweat it. You laugh at it. You know, That's we, right. we've we've done it so much. We don't. It, it doesn't phase us. Yeah. It's like whatever. Bring it. We did. We did the uh, such a night. The uh, oh, the last, the last waltz thing. Yeah, we did that, and that was a uh, that was a huge undertaking, and you know, we nailed it pretty good too. So wow. Well, and uh, the, the and we'll get back to the bands, but the, the lights as well. Um, uh, the 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 Troy Eagles campground where it's taking place is centered around a uh, kind of a lake, mm-hmm. uh, small lake. I would call it a pond. Pond, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, yeah. Could, oh, we could say lake. It sounds a lot better. Uh, but it's centered around this pond, and um, the way this, like, it's a it's a nice walk. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you walk it, which we ended up walking it, just because p- the people watching is 100% it's about the, f- the best. Yeah, yeah, it's 50% of the entire experience is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, just looking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. But, um, but let's get back to the, or the the lights. So at night, there's music playing all night. Mm-hmm. You can hang, sit, sit, and hang out with your friends. We we bought a canopy um, that uh, keeps mosquitoes out because I kept walking past this one tent where 
people weren't going to watch music. They were just hanging out with their friends mm-hmm. over by the campsite, and the music was playing in the background. But you had all these lights. Uh, your, your light uh, light show was top notch, especially during spike drivers. I, I specifically remember during spike yeah. drivers. Yeah, and we had a full moon last year too, and yeah. that was uh, that helped for the for the light show. So yeah. I found a picture I shared online the other day of somebody had taken. I don't know how I even found the picture. I never saw it before, but it's a picture of the lasers and the smoke. Sh- like looks like it's shooting out of the cannon out yeah. of the the canopy. You know, yeah. the lasers are firing everywhere, and then there's the full moon above it and all the clouds, and it just looks like this crazy painting it was you know? magical oh yeah it's, it was it was like damn that's was, a view and magical. i and i don't get to stop and look at those views you know and i was just like taken aback by the by the picture i was like that's that's something to see right there yeah so, yeah and then all the stages have the lights so there's just, just this glow around the pond yeah as you're walking around you know you just you hear the music and just start coming into different zones almost so and uh i do want to get back to the music but one one of the things my my wife and um my buddy scott his wife they're going for the first time this year, and they were wondering what to expect for the bathrooms. And I told them, I was like, you know, you may not want to hear porta pots or the way or what's there, but they were the cleanest porta pots. Yeah. Every time we would go, it was like, shit, these are clean. Yeah. Well, I mean, when when you're putting this together, I mean, I guess if you're doing anything, I guess you should sit back and think about what you don't like about your experiences somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like. How, how how much worse can that be when you got to use the restroom and it's a very intimate thing for some people, you know? Very much so. And you, and you go in there and it's like, I can't, I can't do it. I mean, there's times I've considered shitting my pants, <laughs> you know? So it's like, this is a better alternative than what I might, you know, what might happen in there. So, yeah. so you know, that's, that's, that's kind of how I do everything, especially, you know, it's not like I'm this big professional deal and then I'm not competing with, the, you know, yeah. these large festivals. But when it comes to these local festivals, I, I can, I can look at every one of them. And unfortunately, since I do do this, that's all my brain thinks about is what I would yeah. do differently. And, um, but I, you know, so I pull away the do's and don'ts out of it. And, you know, there's a lot of things I see and I love and, and I'm happy to try, you know, and, um, but there's a lot of things that leave me wanting more. Or just feel like, man, this is half-assed and, yeah. and I can't do that. So I want it to be right from the porta potties to the to the production. So. Yeah. Well, I, th- I I think you have have nailed it. But let's get back to some of the music, and then, like I said, we'll we'll wrap this up, and then at the end of this, I'll play some songs for everybody, um, uh, and you guys go check those bands out. Uh, all the notes and information about the festival and about the bands that we're going to play, uh, they're on. They'll be on the on the Gym City podcast, so you can go check it out, gymcitypodcast dot com. But so. Let's get back to some of the music. Um, one thing I'm really excited about this year is the uh, we're doing a, a Bob Dylan oh, yeah. set. Um, Square Roots, we did a night a fundraiser for uh, Stivers. Yeah. So um, Jesse Henry and Sharon Lane and I, were we just got done performing at the Hainer Cultural Center on Troy, and we we're standing out in the back alley, and we did a, a Dylan song to finish the night, or finish the show, and uh, we we're like, man, we should we should do a night of Dylan before he dies. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's going to throw a tribute together after he dies. That's right. Like, we should put a night of Dylan together. And uh, we kind of laughed about it, and and it went off. And about three days later, I was thinking, like, we should put a night of Dylan together. So I called Sharon back up, and I said, remember the conversation we had? Uh, you know, let's let's do something like that. And and uh, I called Jesse and got some dates from him, and then it kind of was like, and let's pick a charity and do this thing and make it something real special. And Sharon being a teacher at uh, at Stiver's, you know, she was like, well, you know, she proposed the idea of doing it for the writing department down there. And I'm like, 
you know, Sharon's just a wonderful human being. It's yeah. like, let's, you're right. Let's do it. Let's do it for you and your, and your cause, Sharon. That'd be great. So we threw this thing together with the help of Rich Reuter and kind of put him in charge of the, uh, of directing the band while Sharon and I focused on everything, mm-hmm. every, everything else, as far as me doing a production, her doing like food and hospitality and stuff like that. So we had, I think it was 26 musicians involved and, um, the first set involved acoustic music. So everybody kind of picked their own song. We had some songs in mind for other people. And uh, um, they came up and did their interpretation of that Dylan song. And then the second set, we had the house band. And then a bunch more different people come up and each did a different Dylan song. So I think we ran 26 total songs out that night. Wow. And it was uh, it was magical. It was really cool. Paige Beller got a standing ovation. She had never played a Bob Dylan song before that night. And I saw her. She sat right beside me at the when I was working the working the sound. She sat right beside me on the floor, and uh, with her phone writing all the lyrics down and the chord changes on a piece of paper. Walked up on the stage, did the song, and got a standing ovation. Wow! <laughs> wow! So it was it was cool. It was cool to see that kind of kind of happen in the way these people interpret it, which so many have with Dylan's music. Yeah. So we're gonna do something like that. The songs there are gonna be some songs that stay the same, some are different, but we're gonna. We're gonna do that on a big stage for everybody because it was it was that cool and it's all local musicians and it's it was it was just a neat evening. So um, before we uh, move on to uh, other artists, I want to highlight a couple of the people that you just mentioned. Um, for one, Paige is mm-hmm. she she is one of the best people that I, that I've met in the area. And she's the hardest working woman oh, in show business. Kid, no shit, so. dude. Um, yeah, uh, check out her bands: Jasper the Colossal, Psychic Complex. Page in the Bel Airs, and she she did a solo album from uh, Canal Canal Public House before they uh, closed. Um, that is just amazing. Yep. Um, but Rich Reuter, let's talk about Rich. Yep. Um, I met Rich last year when when I came out here um, to talk to you, and I he had him on the podcast, and I saw him play on Lost on Innings, but. Hearing that album and hearing his guitar playing and the 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 musicians that he he got to play on that album, mm-hmm. which I think you were one of them. Yeah, I did. I think I did bass on three of them. So the the captain is one of the most underrated albums that I think everybody should go check out. The musicianship on there, yeah, it's great. Is is amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of heavy hitters on that album. A lot of them, Mind Valley Music Festival <laughs> yeah. people. You know, what I'm saying it's it's we're, we're fortunate enough to uh, be in a a, a circle of musicians where you know we've always talked about we could pull almost any player we wanted to put together whatever we wanted just with all the connections we have and yeah. be like like an all-star team which is pretty much what the dylan thing is and that's what rich pulled together for his album you know he he kind of stepped out of lost on eddings to to focus on getting that album done he's like man i'm 40 years old and yeah and i've been talking about doing this and and damn it i'm gonna go do it yeah. and he did man we're we're, we're all proud of him that's yeah. for sure yeah, it's that- a great album he he came on the Jim City podcast for a storyteller episode, and one of the most professional dudes, uh, one of the most likable people. Mm-hmm. And um, I listened to there, there's tracks from that album. There's a specific track called "Summer High" that mm-hmm. is on constant rotation mm-hmm. for me. I love it, man. Yeah, I play I played bass on that track for sure. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah that's, that's one of my one. one of my favorites. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And we played we played all those songs on Lost on Eddie, and so it was cool to, you know, but we never recorded. We always just. Yeah. Played them live. Some of them were extended jams in the middle and this and that. But it was uh, it was cool to see that interpretation of them. So is he uh, is he playing with Lost on Endings? At- well, we just kind of 
come in and out of the universe at right. this point. So and, uh, um, he's, I, I, I think Scott. he's mostly doing Trey, Trey Stone at this point. So Okay. And I, I saw Scott Lee is uh, joining you guys. Yeah, we've been backing him on uh, the last few months and stuff. We just did ComFest on Saturday, and uh, that was – you want to go to a wild time? Go to Confest. A, a lot of people and a lot of fun and a lot of great music. So uh, I've heard, I've heard that. Uh, yeah, Jeff Opp talk talk uh, talk good about that. But um, so let's get back to the music and then uh, we'll we'll kick off uh, we'll kick off the songs. Um, uh, and I'll add them after we're done here. I'll add them at home in cool. post production. Right. Um, so let's let's talk about some some more of the, the music that you're excited about, and then we can uh, direct people where to go and. Uh, what to expect? Uh, three hundred, you know, fifty bands. It's <laughs> it's hard to like, uh, you know, pull them out of the uh, the woodwork and say, oh, this band, this band. But I, was, I really can only just say, check them all out. You know, everybody's kind of yeah. got their favorites, and and uh, I don't want to hype like you know some bands more than others. They're all true. If any, if this year's like last year, any of those bands could have been at any time slot at any part of the day. You know, <laughs> with the different different styles, but all doing it really well. Well, I, I will. T- I will tell everybody the the bands that I've uh, either talked to or had on the podcast. Uh, Frequency is a uh, is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good soul music there. Yeah, funky soul. Achilles Tenderloin, uh, great blues music. Mm-hmm. Great blues. Yeah, acoustic. Yeah, man. And uh, let's see, uh, old news. You can't go wrong with old yep. news. Uh, are you going to have the repeating arms? Uh, no, they actually didn't. Uh, uh, fell out an application <sighs> to play, so I. They're I got. I got to go with everybody who submits. You yeah. know, there's they're, a few that you know that we call and we know they're playing every year. But it's like it, um, last year they had some scheduling conflict. And I think had to back out completely. But yeah, they. I never got a submiss- submission from them. So I think I got 360 some submissions. Wow. For playing. So and you have yeah. to. You have to go through all those. Yeah, and some of them are as far away from New York. Some are as far away as Colorado. You know, so I kind of weed those out instantly because it's. Uh, you know, I, I like to keep it local. Yeah. So local and then you know regional in this area so that helped weed quite a bit of them out but then you know there are just tons of local bands that you know some that have played for several years that are not playing this year some that have played for several years that can't play this year yeah um you know some bands have broke up new bands have formed and uh you know so it's it's not easy and there's always somebody who's got their feelings hurt but it's never meant to be like that you know it's just it is is what it is and um you know sorry to all the bands i didn't send a you didn't make it letter to but I, you know, I don't have that much time to to reply to all that and say, "Hey, you didn't make it," but I'm going to work on an automatic reply that at least says, "Think," you know, yeah. says something once they send their their application in. So right. I got to complain about that. So we're working on it. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I'm sure I'm sure that's tough. I couldn't even imagine having to go through all those artists and then uh, not picking. You know, you feel like you want to pick everybody, but you just can't. Yeah, you can't do it. And you know, everybody wants to play at ten o'clock on the main stage, and <laughs> and and I can't do that either. And I'm sorry. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's but you know, a lot of the bands tell me that playing is one thing, but being able to hang out with their friends is is another. It's like the playing is almost the bonus. Yeah. You, know, you get in free, you get fed, you get you get to drink all weekend on from backstage if you want to. Um, but the biggest part is I actually get to hang out with the entire music scene because yeah. we never see each other. Yeah. We're all playing different locations, so we never get the chance. And that's why you see so many people jumping on stage and jam with other people. Yeah. And you get all that cross-pollination going on, which is, makes it pretty sweet also. But it's an opportunity that a whole music scene doesn't get. Yeah. So if you didn't make the uh, the cut, come hang out with your scene yeah. you know, and your friends. And, and who knows, you may be on the stage jamming anyway. Yeah, so. it, it is a it is a weekend where you do see a lot of friends. You make new friends. Mm-hmm. 
keep keep an open mind. Go around and don't be don't be afraid to talk to people. Yep. People are really open to uh, like it's a it feel like a family get together. Yeah, and if you're, if you're there, you know, strictly just for the music, you know, if you don't like something on one stage, just take a circle a circle walk around the pond, and yeah. uh, you know, you might find something on one of the other two stages you do, but. You know, it's, it's, I try to keep those those sounds different too. So you're not going to see listening to a country band or you know right. blues band walk over here a blues band. Yeah. It's going to be something that's slightly different that may maybe more up your your alley. And and if not, go hang out singer songwriter tent for a half hour and everything's going to change. Yeah. <laughs> and you got uh, the camping. People can camp. You know, we're we were planning on getting an RV, but I looked it up and damn, they're super expensive. Yes, they this are. <laughs> and sc- and scary to work with yeah. drive and tr- pull all that have a camper and it's it's uh it's not easy it's work yeah, so. yeah. so i we made a we made a deal we'll just get can we'll, we'll get tents though our wives can sleep on these cots we'll sleep on the ground mm-hmm. and uh we got a nice canopy so that that is one of the things i noticed that a lot of people camp together and they make kind of the, their own home right for a few days yep yeah, they make their own little uh, little neighborhoods, actually. Yeah, little neighborhoods. Yeah, so there's all kinds of different little suburbs of the festival all around, <laughs> and uh, you know, people walk to each one, and there's different kind of party each one. Music, people sitting around fires playing music and yeah. hanging out, and you know, it's a uh, like we said before, it's just every type of person, every walk of life, and they're all making it happen. Yeah, and, and you've got a family camping area. Yeah, yeah, uh, where it's. Um, more quiet. Yeah, yeah, it's away from all the the youngsters who are, are raging all night, and um, yeah, it's nice and quiet over there. And you know, a lot of people told me, "Oh yeah, it was my first year last year. Next year, I'll be camping in family camping." Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, "Yeah, it's it really is a short walk to the party. It is. If you want to walk to the party, it's a short walk there. And if you want to go sleep, you can go sleep in peace." Yeah, so. if, if you're looking to actually get some sleep uh, <laughs> in, in the main camping area, good good luck because yeah. people are playing music. All night long. Well, I know this year we are going to be dropping like a, a 3.30 uh, cut of quiet time. And I don't mind that they play music, but, uh, you know, we're going to cut down on bongo smashing till 6 a.m. Yeah, bongo smashing. So. It, it's, you know, as you're falling, as you're sitting there laying in your tent and you're hearing, the, because how often do you hear that? Yeah. Not, not very often, no, but if, very if often you need to get any sort of sleep, boy, good luck. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you better get rested up all week and then... Yeah. Plan on the plan on a long haul for the weekend. So yeah, and like I said, people are welcome to come out Thursday night. We usually have like a little pickup band that gets together because there's usually tons of musicians already on the scene and everybody's got an amp in their car. And we kind of you know we put together another sound system. Last year we did under a pine tree on Thursday night or something. You know we didn't use any of the stages. We left those be and we put our own little sound system under a tree. Yeah, and had a jam session for a couple hours. And you know those kind of things happen. Yeah, so, I, I took the day off, so I'm off Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And Sunday, and I'll probably take Monday off too. So you might as well come set your tent up on Wednesday night then, if you're not working Thursday. Oh, you, really? Sure, why not? Shit! All right, <laughs> that sounds like fun. No, that's, <laughs> it is. We, I usually get there on a Monday, and you know, me and my crew, and um, it's a very cool experience to sit there and watch it start filling up. Yeah. And I think last year on Wednesday night, we probably had 200 people camping. Dude, I and felt, Thursday night it was probably four or five hundred people camping. I felt I felt really bad when we went and set up Thursday, and I saw all the people there, and I'm like, if I would have known there was going to be this going mm-hmm. on, I would have taken tomorrow off. So I took. And there's nothing days. scheduled. People are just there to be there, just to that's be there, just, just to, to hang there. out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so. it, it is. Uh, it is one of the coolest events that I've ever been, and um, I think memorably, all my life, it's probably the coolest show i've been to in the dayton area 
Very awesome. So, well, I'm glad we can uh, put that together for everybody. So I hope everybody yeah. appreciates it, and I hope uh, you know we're around for years to come. It's 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 very taxing. It drains a lot of energy, but um, you know. If, if people want to get involved with us, you know, send us an email, MindValleyMusicFest.com. Um, are you looking for volunteers? Oh, stuff? yeah, we're looking for volunteers. We're looking for anybody who wants to be a bigger part of it, too, to okay. come in and, you know, assume responsibility. And we like to see stuff like this continue to happen because, uh, to be honest with you, I can't do it forever, yeah. you know. Um, and and I'd hate to see it die, Yeah, you know. So it's kind of— um, And eventually you want to just enjoy it from from a— uh, person who's watching it perspective well yeah that'd be that'd be great one time also <laughs> but I, I don't see that ever happening but um yeah you know it's it, it should carry on it should uh continue and we have a pretty good staff of people who care and uh if, you know if people want to get involved be a bigger part of it then come talk to us we yeah. can i guarantee you we can find something to do or show you that if you're interested in the inner workings uh, follow me around for a week yeah you know i'll show you the inner workings and how how it goes and you know the more you know the more helpful you are and it's it's all volunteer, though. You know, that's yeah. the thing. Nobody's getting paid. We do it because we love to do it. And uh, it takes people power to make it happen. So. so this is coming out a couple of weeks before the actual festival. If somebody wanted to help out, can they contact you guys? Yeah, I believe it's volunteering at MiamiValleyMusicFest.com. Okay. And if that, that I'm, I'm not sure exactly on that, but if, if that doesn't work, just go to MiamiValleyMusicFest.com. There is a tab for volunteering that okay. ties right into our, our volunteer coordinator. So. Wow, cool. All right. Yep. Nice. So we we'll take all the help we can we can get. So yeah. get a, get a free ticket. So nice, man. Yeah, and it's uh believe me, it's worth every penny. Yeah. Like, and we won't work you to death. It's actually really easy and really fun. So yeah. It's, yeah. You know. Every everybody seemed to have all the people working seemed to be excited to be there. Mm-hmm. They were excited to help. And they can still know. usually hear music no matter where they're working. Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. great. Uh, well, let's let's kick off some music here, guys. Uh, all the bands, like I said. Any band that you hear, I'll I'll come in, I'll edit it later, and I'll tell you who, who each band is and what the song is. But go check them out. Go buy their songs. Go support them. Go see them live. And if, you, if you're if you at the Miami Valley Music Fest and you have never heard them before and you hear them on this podcast, go go to let them know. Um, and we, we'd appreciate that. But I want to thank you for being on, Brad. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, I just want to give one big thank you to everybody involved that helps make it happen, and especially the bands. And, yeah. you know, I tell them all you guys are the ones that, that create the vibe here and, and, and create the attitude. And, uh, you know, we thank them, you know, especially the ones that have been there for years with us for their years of service. And, you know, it's 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 their time and their craft and their art they're donating to us, and we couldn't, you know, appreciate that more. So Yeah. It's so, so, yes, check awesome. these bands out, please. <laughs> all right, guys, here we go. All right, guys, here is the new old-fashioned with good company. Closing in on me 
Here is the almighty get down with Outlaw.
Here is Nasty Bingo with a new.
Here is the boxcar suite with Out of This World.
Here is Trey Stone and the Ringers with What's a Man to Do? I was looking for something that would soothe my aching heart, but it turned out to be. friends behind just following my nose and I wound up all alone instead I walked all through the town upon the fiery coals yeah, just to make it home at night Hey, what's a man to do? What's a man to do? What's a man Hey! 
Here is Subterranean, a.k.a. Sub-T, with Sticky.
Here is the band Camp with Ohio. No, I grow up, I look back the place I live. Rolling the dice on the weekend, conversation with a couple of kids. Smoking cigarettes, I'm in school with my best friends. Never will forget, taking that with me to the end. Football and tall trees, y'all never end. Summer To end this podcast, here is Achilles Tenderloin with Let the Good Times Roll. Slouch down, slither around like a cat in heat Getting caught up in the current of electric beats Take your cell phone and your methadone and clench your teeth In the low black lit ecstasy like it's trick or tree Climb up on the cloud of your platform so Life's a dream, sweetheart So let the good times roll The people there, they are friendly there Shaking hands the leisurely seizure of the clubhouse dance Take your lower tabs in your prefab reflective pants Let the slow strobe light save you Like an ambulance 
I'm up on the cloud of your platform So that's a dream, sweetheart So let the good times roll Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.